Good evening, and welcome to the Sleep with Josh podcast. It's the podcast where you sleep with Josh. I am comedian Josh Yang, and every episode I read various pieces of literature in my trademark monotone voice to help you drift off to sleep. Literature like the dictionary, laws, various manuals, the different terms of services that everyone agrees to but never really reads, and other random boring ideas. Tonight, I will continue to read the majority Supreme Court opinion in the United States v. Virginia case from 1996, which was penned by the recently deceased Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG. Now sit back, relax, and close your eyes, because you'll get tired and inspired by this episode of the podcast, guaranteed. United States v. Virginia Supreme Court Majority Opinion Written by Ruth Bader Ginsburg Continuation In the second phase of the litigation, Virginia presented its remedial plan maintain VMI as a male-only college and create V-Will as a separate program for women. The plan met district court approval. The Fourth Circuit, in turn, deferentially reviewed the state's proposal and decided that the two single-sex programs directly served Virginia's reasserted purposes, single-gender education and, quote, achieving the results of an adversative method in a military environment, end quote. Inspecting the VMI and VWIL educational programs to determine whether they, quote, afforded to both genders benefits comparable in substance, if not in form in detail, end quote. The Court of Appeals concluded that Virginia had arranged for men and women opportunities, quote, sufficiently comparable, end quote, to survive equal protection evaluation. The United States challenges this, quote, remedial ruling as pervasively misguided. A remedial decree, this court has said, 
must closely fit the constitutional violation. It must be shaped to place persons unconstitutionally denied an opportunity or advantage in, quote, the position they would have occupied in the absence of discrimination, end quote. The constitutional violation in this case is the categorical exclusion of women from an extraordinary educational opportunity afforded men. A proper remedy for an unconstitutional exclusion we have explained aims to quote eliminate so far as possible the discriminatory effects of the past end quote and to quote bar like discrimination in the future end quote from Louisiana v United States Virginia chose not to eliminate but to leave untouched VMI's exclusionary policy. For women only, however, Virginia proposed a separate program, different in kind from VMI and unequal in tangible and intangible facilities. Having violated the Constitution's equal protection requirement, Virginia was obliged to show that its remedial proposal, quote, directly addressed and related to, end quote, the violation, i.e., the equal protection denied to women ready, willing, and able to benefit from educational opportunities of the kind VMI offers. Virginia described V-Will as a, quote, parallel program, end quote, and asserted that V-Will shares VMI's mission of producing, quote, citizen soldiers, end quote, and VMI's goals of providing, quote, education, military training, mental and physical discipline, character, and leadership development, End quote. If the V-Will program could not, quote, eliminate the discriminatory effects of the past, end quote, could it at least, quote, bar like discrimination in the future, end quote. A comparison of the programs said to be, quote, parallel informs our answer in exposing the character of and differences in the VMI and V-Will programs, we recapitulate facts earlier presented. V-Will affords women no opportunity to experience the rigorous military training for which VMI is famed. In brackets, in quotes, no other school in Virginia or the United States public or private, offers the same kind of rigorous military training as is available at VMI, end quote. Also, brackets, VMI, quote, is known to be the most challenging military school in the United States, end quote, end brackets. Instead, the V-Will program 
quote, de-emphasizes military education, end quote, and uses a, quote, cooperative method, end quote, of education, which, quote, reinforces self-esteem, end quote. V-Will students participate in ROTC and a, quote, largely ceremonial, end quote, Virginia Corps of Cadets. But Virginia deliberately did not make V-Will a military institute. The V-Will house is not a military-style residence, and V-Will students need not live together throughout the four-year program, eat meals together, or wear uniforms during the school day. V-Will students thus do not experience the, quote, barracks life, crucial to the VMI experience, end quote. The Spartan living arrangements designed to foster an, quote, egalitarian ethic, end quote. Quote, the most important aspects of the VMI educational experience occur in the barracks, end quote. The district court found Yet, Virginia deemed that core experience non-essential, indeed inappropriate, for training its female citizen soldiers. V-Will students receive their, quote, leadership training, end quote, in seminars, externships, and speaker series. Episodes and encounters lacking the, quote, physical rigor, mental stress, minute regulation of behavior, and indoctrination in desirable values, end quote, made hallmarks of VMI's citizen-soldier training. Kept away from the pressures, hazards, and psychological bonding characteristic of VMI's adversative training, V-Will students will not know the, quote, feeling of tremendous accomplishment, end quote, commonly experienced by VMI's successful cadets. Virginia maintains that these methodological differences are, quote, justified pedagogically, end quote based on, quote, important differences between men and women in learning and developmental needs, end quote. Quote, psychological and sociological differences, end quote. Virginia describes as, quote, real and, quote, not stereotypes, end quote. The task force charged with developing the leadership program for women, drawn from the staff and faculty at Mary Baldwin College, quote, determined that a military model and, especially VMI's adversative method, would be wholly inappropriate for educating and training most women, end quote. See also 44F. 3D at 1233 to 1234 brackets, noting task force conclusion that 
while, quote, some women would be suited to and interested in a VMI-style experience, end quote. VMI's adversative method, quote, would not be effective for women as a group, end quote. The Commonwealth embraced the task force view, as did expert witnesses who testified for Virginia. As earlier stated, generalizations about, quote, the way women are, end quote, estimates of what is appropriate for most women, no longer justify denying opportunity to women whose talent and capacity place them outside the average description. Notably, Virginia never asserted that VMI's method of education suits most men. It is also revealing that Virginia accounted for the, its failure to make the V-Will experience, quote, the entirely militaristic experience of VMI, end quote, on the ground that V-Will, quote, is planned for women who do not necessarily expect to pursue military careers, end quote. By that reasoning, VMI's, quote, entirely militaristic program would be inappropriate for men in general or as a group. For, quote, only about 15% of VMI cadets enter career military service, end quote. In contrast to the generalizations about women on which Virginia rests, we note again these dispositive realities. VMI's, quote, implementing methodology, end quote, is not, quote, inherently unsuitable to women, end quote. Quote, some women do well under the adversative model. Some women, at least, would want to attend VMI if they had the opportunity. Some women are capable of all of the individual activities required of VMI cadets and can meet the physical standards now imposed on men. All quotes. It is on behalf of these women that the United States has instituted this suit, and it is for them that a remedy must be crafted, a remedy that will end their exclusion from a state-supplied educational opportunity for which they are fit, a decree that will, quote, bar like discrimination in the future, end quote. In myriad respects, other than military training, V-Will does not qualify as VMI's equal. V-Will's student body, faculty, course offerings, and facilities hardly match VMI's. Nor can the V-Will graduate anticipate the benefits associated with VMI's 157-year history, the school's prestige, and its influential alumni network. Mary Baldwin College, whose degree V-Will students will gain, enrolls first-year women with an average combined SAT score 
about 100 points lower than the average score for VMI freshmen. The Mary Baldwin faculty holds, quote, significantly fewer PhDs, end quote, and receives substantially lower salaries than the faculty at VMI. Mary Baldwin does not offer a VWIL student the range of curricular choices available to a VMI cadet. VMI awards baccalaureate degrees in liberal arts, biology, chemistry, civil engineering, electrical and computer engineering, and mechanical engineering. VWIL students attend a school that, quote, does not have a math and science focus, end quote. They cannot take, at Mary Baldwin, any courses in engineering or the advanced math and physics courses VMI offers. For physical training, Mary Baldwin has, quote, two multipurpose fields and one gymnasium, end quote. VMI has, quote, an NCAA competition-level indoor track and field facility. A number of multi-purpose fields, baseball, soccer, and lacrosse fields, an obstacle course, large boxing, wrestling, and martial arts facilities, and 11 laps to the mile indoor running course, an indoor pool, indoor and outdoor rifle ranges, and a football stadium that also contains a practical field and outdoor track." End quote. Although Virginia has represented that it will provide equal financial support for in-state VWIL students and VMI cadets, and the VMI Foundation has agreed to endow VWIL with $5.4625 million. The difference between the two schools' financial reserves is pronounced. Mary Baldwin's endowment, currently about $19 million, will gain an additional $35 million based on future commitments. VMI's current endowment, $131 million, the largest per student endowment in the nation, will gain $220 million. The VWIL student does not graduate with the advantage of a VMI degree. Her diploma does not unite her with the legions of VMI, quote, graduates who have distinguished themselves, end quote, in military and civilian life. Quote, VMI alumni are exceptionally close to the school, end quote. And that closeness accounts, in part, for VMI's success in attracting applicants. A VWIL graduate cannot assume that the, quote, network of business owners, corporations, VMI's graduates, and non-graduate employers interested in hiring VMI graduates, end quote will be equally responsive to her search for employment. In brackets, the powerful political and economic ties 
of the VMI Alumni Network cannot be expected to open. End quote. For graduates of the fledgling VWIL program. End bracket. Virginia, in sum, while maintaining VMI for men only, has failed to provide any quote, comparable single gender women's institution, end quote. Instead, the Commonwealth has created a VWIL program fairly appraised as a, quote, pale shadow, end quote, of VMI in terms of the range of curricular choices and faculty stature, funding, prestige, alumni sport, and influence. Virginia's VWIL solution is reminiscent of the remedy Texas proposed 50 years ago in response to a state trial court's 1946 ruling that, given the equal protection guarantee, African Americans could not be denied a legal education at a state facility. See Sweat v. Painter, 1950. Reluctant to admit African Americans to its flagship University of Texas Law School, the state set up a separate school for Herman Sweat and other black law students. As originally opened, the new school had no independent faculty or library, and it lacked accreditation. Nevertheless, the state trial and appellate courts were satisfied that the new school offered Sweat opportunities for the study of law. Quote, substantially equivalent to those offered by the state to white students at the University of Texas, end quote. Before this court considered the case, the new school had gained, quote, a faculty of five full-time professors, a student body of 23, a library of some 16,500 volumes serviced by a full-time staff, a practice court, and legal aid association, and one alumnus who had become a member of the Texas Bar, end quote. This court contrasted resources at the new school with those at school from which Sweat had been excluded. The University of Texas Law School had a full-time faculty of 16 a student body of 850, a library containing over 65,000 volumes, scholarship funds, a law review, and moot court facilities. More important than the tangible features the court emphasized are, quote, those qualities which are incapable of objective measurement, but which make for greatness, end quote, in a school. Including, quote, reputation of the faculty, experience of the administration, position and influence of the alumni, standing in the community, traditions, and prestige, end quote. 
facing the marked differences reported in the sweat opinion. The court unanimously ruled that Texas had not shown, quote, substantial equality in the separate educational opportunities, end quote, the state offered. Accordingly, the court held the Equal Protection Clause required Texas to admit African Americans to the University of Texas Law School. In line with sweat, we rule here that Virginia has not shown substantial equality in the separate education opportunities the state supports at VWIL and VMI. When Virginia tendered its VWIL plan, the Fourth Circuit did not inquire whether the proposed remedy approved by the district court placed women denied the VMI advantage in, quote, the position they would have occupied in the absence of discrimination, end quote. Instead, the Court of Appeals considered whether the state could provide, with fidelity to the equal protection principle, separate and unequal educational programs for men and women. The Fourth Circuit acknowledged that, quote, the V-Will degree from Mary Baldwin College lacks the historical benefit and prestige of a degree from VMI, end quote. The Court of Appeals further observed that VMI is, quote, an ongoing and successful institution with a long history, end quote. And there remains no, quote, comparable single-gender women's institution, end quote. Nevertheless, the appeals court declared the substantially different and significantly unequal V-Will program satisfactory. The court reached that result by revising the applicable standard of review. The Fourth Circuit displaced the standard developed in our precedent and substituted a standard of its own invention. We have earlier described the deferential review in which the Court of Appeals engaged, a brand of review inconsistent with the more exacting standard our precedent requires. Quoting in part from Mississippi University for Women, the Court of Appeals candidly described its own analysis as one capable of checking a legislative purpose ranked as, quote, pernicious, but generally according, quote, deference to the legislative will, end quote. Recognizing that it had extracted from our decisions a test yielding, quote, little or no scrutiny of the effect of a classification directed at single gender education, end quote. The Court of Appeals devised another test, a, quote, substantive comparability, end quote, and proceeded to find that new test satisfied. The Fourth Circuit plainly erred in exposing Virginia's V-Will plan to a deferential analysis for, quote, all gender-based 
classifications today, end quote. Warned, quote, heightened scrutiny, end quote. Valuable as VWell may prove for students who seek the program offered, Virginia's remedy affords no cure at all for the opportunities and advantages withheld from women who want a VMI education and can make the grade. In sum, Virginia's remedy does not match the constitutional violation. The state has shown no, quote, exceedingly persuasive justification, end quote, for withholding from women qualified for the experience premier training of the kind VMI affords. A generation ago, quote, the authorities controlling Virginia higher education, end quote, despite long established tradition, agreed, quote, to innovate and favorably entertain the then relatively new idea that there must be no discrimination by sex in offering educational opportunity, end quote. Commencing in 1970, Virginia opened to women, quote, educational opportunities at the Charlottesville campus that were not afforded in other state-operated institutions, end quote. A federal court approved the state's innovation, emphasizing that the University of Virginia's, quote, offered courses of instruction not available elsewhere, end quote. The court further noted, quote, there exists at Charlottesville a prestige factor not paralleled in other Virginia educational institutions, end quote. VMI, too, offers an educational opportunity no other Virginia institution provides, and the school's prestige associated with its success in developing citizen soldiers is unequaled. Virginia has closed this facility to its daughters and, instead, has devised for them a, quote, parallel program, end quote, with a faculty less impressively credentialed and less well-paid, more limited course offerings, fewer opportunities for military training, and for scientific specialization. VMI, beyond question, quote, possesses to a far greater degree, end quote, than the V-Will program, quote, those qualities which are incapable of objective measurement, but which make for greatness in a school, end quote, including, quote, position and influence of the alumni, standing in the community, traditions and prestige, end quote. Women seeking and fit for a VMI quality education cannot be offered anything less under the state's obligation to afford them genuinely equal protection. A prime part of the history of our Constitution, historian Richard Morris recounted, is the story of the extension of constitutional rights and protections 
to people once ignored or excluded. VMI's story continued as our comprehension of, quote, we the people expanded. There is no reason to believe that the admission of women capable of all the activities required of VMI cadets would destroy the institute rather than enhance its capacity to serve the, quote, more perfect union. For the reasons stated, the initial judgment of the Court of Appeals, 976F2D890, in brackets CA4, 1992, in brackets, is affirmed. The final judgment of the Court of Appeals, 44F3D1229, in brackets CA4, 1995, in brackets, is reversed, and the case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. Justice Thomas took no part in the consideration or decision of this case. And so comes the end of the majority opinion in the United States v. Virginia from 1996, written by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sleep with Josh podcast. Thank you again, and good night. <laughs>